Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. We are back. That's right. Dom Santina here with Believe in the Long Run podcast series. And it's been a little time. I had some things get in the way, but we are returning with the podcast series. And we are having an awesome guest come join us here this week on the podcast. And also, another thing here, we're going to try something new. This one will also be able to be seen on YouTube. We're going to have a video feed with this podcast episode as well. So go check it out. We'll make a YouTube page for the Believe in the Long Run podcast series. So you can go check it out. And this week, we have a very special guest in store for you. He recently just came off a second U.S. male finisher spot in the Chicago Marathon here in 2021. He was sixth overall, second for the U.S., sixth overall. Colin Miko is going to join us here on the podcast in just a minute. Out of He's from... Uh, the state of Illinois, ran at the University of Illinois, had some amazing accomplishments there at the at U of I, and then now will kind of tell us about how he got into a, a little bit of a unique way to join the pro racing scene, but has definitely found some success, especially at the Chicago Marathon. So we will take it away to Colin and have him come join us here on the podcast. On your mark. Get set. We'd like to welcome Colin Micko to the podcast here. And Colin, uh, first off, big news, sixth place finish overall at the Chicago Marathon. But before we get to that, let's talk about how you got into running just in general. Um, so going way back, I guess, um, when I first started, it would be, you know, we did that the presidential mile, um, in school. <laughs> so it would be, and I was good at it. So from there, when I first officially was running or racing would be junior high, seventh and eighth grade was when my town first had it. That was the age you could start. Um, so that's when I first started doing, it. obviously not very seriously. I ran, I guess we probably did the 1600 back then. Um, 1600, 800, something like that. Uh, then, so I just kept doing it. I continued to high school. Uh, I didn't do cross country till sophomore year. I was a soccer player when I was a kid. So I tried to stick with that. Um, but eventually I just moved to cross country as well. Sophomore year, uh, did track. It's pretty su- successful at it. Yeah, but, obviously. So you take the steps from high school, you end up going to the university of Illinois. How did you kind of find that program? And obviously you had some success there while you were at uh, U of I. Um, so U of I, my entire family goes to U of I. So it was definitely on my radar that I would probably end up there running or not. Um, 
And also it's the big school in the, in the home state. So it was really my only choice for where I wanted to go. <laughs> um, it's a good school, good running program, big school. That's where I wanted to go. Yeah, Big Ten definitely has had some very competitive teams over the years, and it's definitely turned into a very competitive running conference for sure. I mean, when you look at yeah, U of I, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, um, a lot of good running schools there in the Big Ten for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when I went to U of I, I wasn't really recruited, or at least I didn't have a scholarship. I was I was a walk-on. Um, I had met the coach, Coach McCraven, uh, back then. I think I went uh, the week before the state meet in high school. At the time, my PR was low 15s for the three mile, which is what we did in Illinois cross country. And I remember him saying, if I if I break 15 at the state meet, I would spot on the team, <laughs> which I did. I ran a 1450 at the state meet that year. Is there a meet in college that you preferred or that you remember that's kind of memorable to you while you were there at Illinois? Um, yeah, I mean, Big Tens was always a big deal. There are specific races that stand out. Uh, big Tens sophomore year, I would say, was probably my best race out of the entire four years I was there. Uh, the 10K, I ended up third place here in a 29.10. Um, and then Drake Relays is a good one that Illinois usually goes to. Won the 10K there my senior year. That's always a really fun meet. So uh, I was watching a little bit of an interview you did before the last Chicago Marathon here just a couple weekends ago. And your decision to go to pro running didn't come very easy and come very naturally. Do you kind of want to tell some of the listeners about how you eventually found pro running? Yeah. Um, yeah. So after college, you know, I just decided I, should, I guess I have to join the real world. Um, nobody's calling me up to give me a sponsorship or anything. Uh, and back then in college, you know, an 8 a.m. class is, is tough. So having to wake up at, you know, 6.37 for just to get to work and work till 5 or 6 at night, you know, that's a life adjustment to begin with. So I wasn't really focusing on running even recreationally much then. You know, I'd run every day still, 30, 40 minutes in the morning or something like that. Uh, but I still enjoyed working out. I started lifting quite a bit for a while back then. Um, and eventually, you know, I just started liking the running more and more, more than the lifting. Uh, so I just kind of would cut down on the lifting and run more. Um, eventually I was running, I don't know, 90 minutes a day or something like that. If you added, I started doing doubles and then I'd say it was about six years before I really raced again. I raced a half and Naperville was my first kind of race back. I wouldn't say I was really training for it. Um, but I just, just wanted to do it. Just wanted to run a race on, I don't know, it was maybe 75, 80 miles a week or something like that. I ran a 107 there. That's kind of when I thought, hey, maybe I should really focus on this a little bit. Um, I think my next race wasn't, so that was in the fall of 2018. Then I raced in spring, um, just some small races 
like Chicago spring half, I think was my next half. And I PR'd by another, I took a minute off there at 106. Um, I just worked my way down that summer. I ran a handful of halves uh, leading up to Chicago. Eventually I decided I should do Chicago. did 2019 Chicago was my first marathon. Still wasn't really doing workouts. I was still on my own, but my mileage was high. I was running, I don't know, probably 110, 120 back then. Um, ran a two, high 214 at Chicago. Uh, made the, so I made the trials that year. Um, I ran Houston in between Chicago and the trials, Houston half. That was kind of my first race that I would say really was a breakthrough for me. I ran a 101.47, I think it was. Um, yeah, and then trials went well. Got 15th place, led a lot of that. I, you know, there was a move at, I don't know, mile 18 or 19 up front, which I tried to go with and probably gassed myself out quite a bit. I ended up, the last mile was, I think, over six minutes in that race. So it, it, I really wore myself out on that one. I mean, obviously, you know, you look at it as a competitive standpoint, going to the trials is one aspect, but just, it, you know, any, making it to the trials is an accomplishment in itself. I mean, that overall experience, just what was it like to experience that whole situation and, you know, be there with everyone to have a shot at, obviously hoping to go to the Olympics, but just being there with all that talent and just the whole experience overall. Yeah, it was, it was a great experience. Um, obviously, I was very new to the road running sport still. Um, I knew some names, obviously, back from college, but not a lot. So I just kind of wanted to go out there. I was like, I might as well, might as well go for it. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what's the point in holding back? Um, so yeah, I went for it. I just, I just went up with the front group and ran, ran up there as long as I could, basically. And when that group left, you know, I was just thinking, there goes the Olympics. I might as well go as hard as I can here. <laughs> Now, is that obviously uh, probably goals in the future? We'll get into that a little bit to probably get back there again. But is that was that an experience that even going into Chicago this last couple of weekends, uh, did you take something from that and use that experience to help your road running in the future? Yeah. Um, so Chicago was a little bit different than any marathon I had done this year, I would say. Um, the, I, I didn't, so I tend to lead a lot of the races. Um, so in Chicago, I went in kind of focusing on starting conservatively and not pushing up to the front of the group, which I don't know, it didn't necessarily pan out that way. I was up front for most of it. Um, and then definitely the second half, I was, I'd say, leading our group um, for basically the entire second half. Uh, but yeah, I'm still learning, you know, it's, I've done four, they've all been pretty different. You know, trials was all about placing for the Olympics and just kind of going forward. If you're, if you're not really on the radar for that, but might as well go all out is, was my mentality. Uh, then I did the marathon project in December. That was more of like a time trial, like how fast can we all run? Um, and it was paced a little out of my league, at least for, for the time. I think we paced it like 209 flat or something like that. So I gassed out again. So then 
it was good to run Chicago and, and have the legs at the end of the race this time. I needed that experience under my belt. Um, did you kind of know, you know, it's really an interesting time in distance running right now um, with all the marathons compiled so closely due to the virus and everything and having to move Boston now to the fall for the first time ever. So did you know that there might have been an, a little bit of a window there for you with Chicago being on Sunday and Boston being on Monday that you might have had a chance to be more competitive and more towards the front with people having to pick and choose which marathon they were going to go to? Um, I didn't really think about it when signing up for the marathons. You know, Chicago, I'm from Illinois, um, so I wanted to do Chicago, and I didn't know who was doing it till they released the, the elite list. Um, I mean, once I saw the list, I knew I had a good shot at second American. That's what I, that was, that was what I wanted to go for, um, going into the race. Uh, geez, I, I didn't pay attention to Boston being the next day until, I don't know, maybe a couple months out, month and a half out, <laughs> but you know, Chicago was, was basically my plan since spring, I would say, as we plan on doing Chicago this year. Yeah. I was gonna say it's. Does that got to hold a little special place in your heart? You know, you talk about being from Illinois, running at the University of Illinois. Chicago Marathon's got to be a special place for you, huh? Yeah, it's awesome that that uh, so close to home. We have a at a world major, um, so it's definitely definitely cool to be able to run that and do well there. Uh, you know, there's a lot a lot of people in the crowd that that can make it out to watch me that I know. Um, I know you talked about, like I said, I saw an interview post or pre marathon and stuff. And I think it was 2020 that doors really started opening for you. Do you feel like doors open for you a little bit more? At least you're starting to get a little bit more recognition after this second American sixth overall finish in Chicago. Uh, maybe a little bit more. I think I'm still a little bit unknown, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've gotten a little more recognition. I don't know if maybe other marathoners know who I am now. Not sure if they did before that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're definitely getting out there a little bit. We'll hope that it continues. Uh, any big plans on the horizon? Anything? I'm sure you're probably taking just a little bit of downtime, maybe just a little bit. But any plans set already going forward, or are you just going to kind of wait out and see what you got on the horizon? Um, yeah, taking a little bit of downtime getting back into it a little bit now, but I don't have the plans set yet for what's to come. Maybe maybe a half marathon or something like that coming up in the winter, spring. We'll see. All right. We'll keep our eyes peeled. Uh, this is this. I am going to give you one hardball to end it here, and this is kind of a question that I've developed to end every series is uh, what is – if you could take one thing away from your running experience – what would that be? And you can think on it if you need to for a minute, but um, what would be one thing that you've kind of taken away from running? Um, one thing I've taken away. Um, you know, hard work pays off. I like it. Yeah. Those early mornings, waking up, running a lot, putting the miles in, seems to pay off. 
Seems to pay off for sure. We'll continue to follow your journey. We appreciate it, Colin, for you taking the time here today. Thank you and good luck as you continue on. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, and once again, just want to thank Colin McCo for joining us here on the podcast. Awesome to hear his story. We'll promote him, continue to follow him as we go along. And we're going to try to get back into the swing of things here with Believe in the Long Run. I know it's been a little while since we've got back into the swing of things and had guests on, but see if we can get on a little bit of a roll here. Once again, always appreciate runners being able to come join us, tell us their stories. And Colin seems like a guy that's starting to have some fun and enjoying it. I think he even enjoyed the podcast there a little bit, smiled a little bit, getting some media attention. So we thank Colin. We thank all of our former guests, and we'll look forward to hopefully getting back into the mix with thing maybe every week, maybe every couple weeks. Stay tuned to the Facebook or to the YouTube now, as we have now have a YouTube page, Instagram, and Twitter page for updates about Believe in the Long Run. But we are back. Glad to have Colin on with us, as I've said probably 10 times. And we will see you again soon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And make sure you get out there and stay active, stay running, and stay healthy and safe while we still continue to deal with this virus. And I'm going to get back into the swing of things myself, getting back to some running. So until next time, thanks for watching. This is Dom Santina signing off. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.